Hello listeners, you're listening to the Confused podcast where we talk about all things marketing, change, future and growth. Today we were looking at um, how brands can sometimes, be, due to lack of time, lack of resources, try and copy or replicate something that's already successful in the market. Now, while introducing the topic, I just want to make sure to our listeners, there's nothing wrong in taking inspiration from somewhere and actually customizing that approach and kind of bringing it in. That's a good thing because at the end of the day, we all we all take ideas from around us. But here specifically, what we're talking about today is um, when when there's something out identically in the market and a brand, and this happens a lot in the consumer market, there are two there, there are two really well-known players in the market. Imagine if it's uh, drink A and drink B, and uh, drink A, uh, the brand A comes out with a low-fat uh, a diet drink A, uh, and the company B thinks, oh, we have to release a similar uh, diet drink B. Let's just do it. And you can actually see, depending on the size of the market or the uh, or, or the uh, size of the target audience, these companies are able to do it in a consumer market. But what I'm interested today, Julian, is what our thoughts are around how does this work in a um, professional services scenario? How do each business, um, every business is different. Each business has their own mission and values and people who work in those businesses are different. Their processes are different. So how does it, how far does this idea of replicating, oh, they've posted something on social media. We're going to do exactly what they're doing because apparently it works for them. Uh, is that blind replication a good idea in the long term for from a marketing perspective or even from a business growth perspective? Uh, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because mm. um, yeah, the question is, I think, is, is why, why copy? Why can't we come up with something original? Now, if you're, if you're um, trying to copy you know somebody's got a good idea fine they've got a good idea so um well as you said at the beginning why not be inspired by it why are they needing to completely to to copy it uh, and i've seen it and i've seen it in companies where uh you know the bizarre thing is i've gone for jobs and i've been told oh yeah you fit you fit the requirements, but um, we're actually looking for somebody who comes from that company so we can do the same as they're doing. Why? Why, why not do something unique? Because particularly in service industry, the, the, the point is that the uniqueness of your offer your, is your USP. Mm. You know, and actually approaching something as, you know, this is our package and we should be creating the, um, uh, you know, actually one of, one of the things is I think, is with professional services, very often they don't make enough of what they actually do. They don't actually understand their USP. So they copy some of the easier pieces from other people. You know, oh, this yes. is how they market. This is what they do. Whereas yes. they don't understand their actual service. This is what we're doing for our clients. Yes. Um, so I think it's, it's almost a lack of understanding of their own story that's the problem and their own service, and their mm. own USP. So, oh, well, let's copy what somebody else is doing. 
and offer some something to the client. Well, you know, it, it's it's an interesting one, and and I and I've seen it, and we see it um, with some of the approaches in the service industry, and you just think, well, I've, I've it's uh, and very often they don't look at originality. I've seen it with within presentations, for example, where you see the same document being rolled out time and time again for clients and there's been very little attempt at personalizing it it's just copying what went before and sometimes i also feel um this also happens in creativity and marketing as when you mentioned that when you're creating presentations or anything that has a design element to it as well i've seen it from both sides uh, uh where uh, when i'm involved as a from a marketing communication point of view, if I'm coming up with a visual concept, uh, uh, usually uh, the idea is um, uh, we can replicate exact, like the understanding is it's a visual concept. This is exactly what we want. Whereas a creativity can inspire, can take those ideas from anywhere, but you don't actually copy exactly what someone else is doing, whether it's a presentation or video or an infographic or, or, or a social media post. You actually, and you're right, um, it's very important that you're saying most businesses when they do that or people within businesses when they do that, it clearly shows that they have a lack of understanding of their own product, of their own service, of their yeah. own uh, value proposition. So... And being on the other side, sometimes people think it's the tools. For example, if I talk purely from a content perspective in a professional services brand, some when you're when you're promoting content on social media, some sort of um, business core knowledge, a PDF, a written text, long form PDF with a thousand or two thousand words is more suitable for the target audience because they want certain industries need that in-depth information about their services. And that's only when the clients are able to make that decision. Whereas there are other professional services where you can get away with a decent visual and explain your process in three steps. And that's it. But both both those approaches are correct based on who the target audience is. Where are they viewing it? Where are they reading this? Are they reading it or are they just getting the idea? But suddenly yeah. if there are two companies who are actually, two businesses who are looking at this and saying, you know what, they did their strategy or they did explain their concept in three lines or three bullet points, we want to do the same. No, you can't do the same provided you don't have, if you're serving the same market, the same client and your business has the same people, same talent, same system and processes embedded as the other business, then you replicate, but ideally, then why are you in business if you're but, providing exactly the same thing? I, I'm exactly right, and I think part of the problem is is that I've been told within the service sector many times, well, what do we do different to anyone else? Mm, well, yeah. everybody does something different to everyone else. Yes. And the whole corporate approach, and if you're not, well, think about what you're doing differently to everyone else because that should be your offer. Mm. The other factor is sometimes in the way that the business presents in that your clients have a problem, focus on the problem, focus on how you're going to fix it. Mm. You're going to fix it in a different way to somebody else. And you may have a unique idea, but it's your story, yes. not a copy of somebody else's. Yes. And I remember having in my past uh, been sat uh, receiving different tenders for a pest control tender. Um, for a pest control bid and um, 
It was interesting because two of the companies basically did no effort whatsoever, produced a standard document, wheeled out their executives who actually didn't really understand their product mm. and did okay but weren't weren't brilliant. And then the third company turned up. There wasn't a, a senior executive in sight. They turned up with the actual manager, did the presentation, who would be our, our client contact, and he brought his pest control officer with him and they sat down and he said you've got the following pests in these buildings that I can find um this is how I would deal with them mm -hmm. wow what a mm. difference mm. and obviously they won the tender because they knew what they were talking about and they'd actually made mm. the effort to mm. go talk you know and and actually come up with a solution None of the others were actually addressing the problem and coming up with the solution. They were focusing on the price. And that's why it's that underlying assumption that goes like you literally you're literally going in blind in that scenario where you're thinking where you are also basing the success of some other company or some other business on your assumption that because they are promoting it in so and so way or because the head and the managing director whoever that is who went in for the presentations that's how it's important to have senior leaders in the presentation that's the only way to do it you're kind of assuming uh, and not trying different things and it might work for a certain presentation but certain presentations need and for example the one that you're talking about in that pest control scenario it needs i mean clients need to know understand who's on the job who's doing it how is it making a difference yeah. and that is it connect the connection between the audience is also different and that's where businesses think if a strategy a social media strategy or a marketing strategy is working for business a they assume that it'll also work for their business without even giving it that long term thought sometimes i feel it's such a waste of resources and time and effort because the time even spent in replicating is still time and resources spent just uh, because yeah. yeah yeah exactly but i think it's 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 where there's the it's not understanding your own narrative it comes back to communications and it comes mm. back to all the points we've said before it's not actually spending a moment thinking about your potential client it's not actually spending a moment thinking about what is their problem and how can we resolve it and then putting your case forward uniquely for whatever your business can do to resolve that problem well of course why put in any of that effort because the assumption is very often when they go into the tender process or whatever they're they're going forward in already thinking oh it's about price yeah yeah and really what it's often about is value mm. and you may be more expensive but if you're doing a better job and if you're persuading your client that you're doing a better job um you know it's no good just having a higher price and not actually explaining why there's any benefit mm. but just you know instead of saying this is what we will do for you and this is why there is additional value um mm. and service sector is actually terrible at relating value to cost mm. it's one of their biggest problems is they're very very good at um uh, at fighting one another for fees but not very good at actually advising their client how much money they're saving them or yes, the yes. benefits 
Yes. Or even asking the right questions, because sometimes, and I've had this recent experience where um, I won't go into the details of the project, but there was a project where, um, uh, well, normally a project of that caliber or that level would actually take at least six to eight weeks to come into uh, to uh, to complete that project, and I was told I was talking to someone, and I was told that they have uh, they've got someone else who's willing to do it within three days for them. And I said, "Wow, that's really good." Yeah. Um, what what is the? And then they went ahead and shared with me what the deliverables were in those three days that they're going to get. And I said, okay, fair enough. And then I, obviously the price point is different. If someone's going to spend six to eight weeks on a project versus someone who's going to spend three days in a project on a project, it clearly shows the price point will be quite different because they're working at different levels. Yeah. And suddenly when you start asking them questions about, okay, fine, if they're doing it in three days, that's really a good turnaround. And what happens about... Uh, what happens about your story? What happens about your narrative? How are you gonna, how are you gonna talk about this? How are you gonna talk about that? Oh, we are gonna meant. So the client then goes to me and says, we we are meant to do it, the entire work. We are meant to give them everything, and they're just gonna put this in a into a template. Yeah. And I said, but where's the thinking? Where's the strategy? This thing has to be. So if they're doing it in three days, it's just the doing part of it where they're creating something, converting what was given, but not necessarily every project. Uh, in marketing or in communication or in strategy is just the end goal. It is actually understanding the entire end-to-end goal as to how that business or how that project fits or services the business well, goal. Yeah, yeah. I, and that you see an awful lot, don't you? Because mm. I've seen it where, you know, it's a bit like, uh, I want these tyres on my car. All right, then, on they go. Yeah. Well, they don't fit. <laughs> no, but you asked for the tires to be put on your car. Yeah. You know, it's just and and that's where sometimes you you just think, yeah, you're if the client, you know, they're saving money. And sometimes this is where again, you know, this is the other side of the equation. The client bases it all on the fee without looking at, at yes. the background. Yeah. And of course, they're they're buying something in that instance where, okay, well, they're doing all the work. How much is that actually then costing them in their own resources and time? And do they have the time and expertise to do it in-house? Yeah. Like if they don't, I mean, that is such a key thing. Why are you going, if you do, why are you going to tender in the first place? Yes. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Do it all in-house. Yeah, and the resources, they all have to work together. It's not just an aspect of budget. It's about the tools. It's about the team. It's about the time, whether you've got the right talent, the right people, and something that's going to take four to six weeks or eight weeks to complete with the best talent around. If you're doing it in-house, how long does that take? And how long does it take to convert into results? That's another question. Indeed. And the other factor that comes back from that is is the two to three day, uh, they will turn around probably on day one and say, oh, oh, you wanted all of that. Oh, well, it's <laughs> that's another one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's not take, included in the base yeah, price. Oh, yeah. It take two weeks. Yeah. And then you find out that, that you know, again, the tender's been won to, to, to save money. Mm-hmm. Um you know, on the cheapest price. And then I've seen that. You see it all the time. And again, it's where instead of actually, and you're not comparing like for like and effort for effort. And again, part of this is because the more expensive tenderer 
has clearly not put across the work they're doing and the value of it. Mm. They have not educated the clients. No, yes. and that that is a crucial point yeah. of when it goes to the tender process, when you've got two virtually identical uh, documents and one's saying, oh, it'll cost you 100000 in six weeks. The other one's saying, oh, it's three days and, and 20 grand. Yes, well, yes. And look at the grand. difference between each. Yes, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. The, but the client, this is where assumption comes in, and I love the word assume, it makes an ass of you and me, is <laughs> is we we have, you know, this assumption, oh, well, they responded to the tender. Yes, they responded to the tender document. But the tenders are two different things. But very often the documents aren't that far apart because the expensive one hasn't explained the value. It's yeah. just said, oh, you want us to do this. We can do that for 100,000 bucks. Mm. Whereas the other one goes, oh, we can do that if mm. you're prepared to do half the work. Mm. Mm. And that also shows uh, the responsibility not only lies on the clients to make the choice, it also lies on the on the service provider or these professional yeah. service brands to make sure they are doing a, a good a, a very good job of actually explaining what value they bring and why it is different. Yes, the job and the end results the same, but in the process, they will help that business discover or their client discover uh, the whole picture, why they need what they need and how this is going to help them in the next 5, 10, 12, or whatever that time period is. And I think, uh, and I do think that during the tender process, it's very important for the clients to actually look at what are we actually getting? Because that's where the, the the mistakes happen and what is the out, outcome we're getting. Mm. Um, again, in another job, uh, a wonderful, uh, this was for the National Trust in the UK, and they were producing, there was a requirement to produce an introductory video to uh, a property. They employed a, a heritage communications consultant um, mm. who persuaded them that they needed to create this video um, and go to this company to create this video on film, proper celluloid film, to get the picture quality. Uh, I hasten to add she was getting 10% on top of the cost. So they spent, I think it was nearly £200,000 producing this 10-minute film. Wow. Uh, introductory film using volunteers. So it wasn't for the cast. It was mainly for the technical crew. Beautiful job was done, which they took that celluloid and then they digitized it. So you've lost the whole point of filming it in the first place mm. because you've just made it digital. Mm. They then edited it in digital format. It was then reduced to a file that could then be projected through an ordinary cheap projector onto a brick wall. There you go. The so end result, yeah. The end result was they could have done it uh, with a handheld video camera. Um, yes, and half uh, the cost. It, half the cost. It didn't mm. need to be done on celluloid. Mm. But because, again, they didn't have... Uh, the person they were relying on to advise them was actually a person who was getting a cut of the additional expense, they weren't understanding the end product they were getting. So mm. they made an assumption and it, it probably cost them the best part of 40,000 of, of probably uh, 120 grand. Mm. It, and again, this is where 
understanding the story. And the onus is really on the uh, contractor side to advise your client, to educate your client yeah. as yeah. to what you're doing in your tender. And that isn't done because mm -hmm. they're too busy copying somebody else. Yeah. So uh, I think with that example, that really concludes uh, the point that we're trying to make. It's not always the best approach is not always copy, set and forget. Uh, so from a professional services point of view, especially, you need the resources to work together. You need to have the right tools. You need to make sure that you're doing a good job of understanding your own business narrative and the story and the, uh, the purpose and the vision behind your own services that you provide and how all of these things work together. And another, uh, uh, another important point also to remember is uh, make sure the basic foundation is right because anything to do with these uh, either their tender processes communication marketing strategies social media the foundation uh, upon which these things are built upon has to be I'm not saying it has to be perfect uh, in the first instance but it has to be in the right direction if it's not set in the right direction it's a waste of time waste of expertise and waste of resources so hopefully our listeners uh, will appreciate uh, the topic that we've discussed today keep listening to confused and we will speak to you next week Bye.